WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. CNN projects that Donald Trump will win the Iowa caucuses. CNN can make this projection based on his overwhelming lead in our entrance poll of Iowa caucus goers and some initial votes that are coming in. The former president pulling off a huge early victory in his bid to return to the White House. Trump easily defeating his top opponents, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, who are now in a high-stakes fight for second place. Let's go to Aaron Burnett at the panel. Aaron, uh, not a surprise, but still, this is the earliest I can remember ever calling such a thing. And away we go, live on a snowy and sloppy Tuesday. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning. 855-839-1210, the phone number. On social media, at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzel with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Anthony Torenzo, Phil Omquist, our associate producers. That is how it sounded on CNN last night. As Donald Trump cruises to victory in the Iowa caucuses. Although you only heard portions or parts of Donald Trump's victory speech on CNN because they cut out of it. And MSNBC said, you know what? Let's not air a stinking second of it. Don, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. Gregory? Be careful on the roads out there. Not going to lie. Back roads are a little... Oh, yeah. A little snowy. Get behind a snowplow if you can. <laughs> Take it easy. Away. There's a lot of uh, two-hour delays this morning. I got a note overnight that says that our sales meeting has been delayed two hours. Uh-oh, oh, two-hour wow. delay. So everybody gets a two-hour delay, yeah. except Kale and company, we are here. Woo! Ready to, you know, do whatever we do here in the morning for you. And we received a note from Greg last night that basically said... Plan accordingly, leave early, because... <laughs> we start at 6 a.m. <laughs> Not lying, folks. There's, that was an actual text. There's no late starts here. That is correct. The show must go on. For some of us. Yeah. For the Eagles, it ends. Wow, well, that's, I mean... For boy. Vivek Ramaswamy, <laughs> it ends. Yeah. Actually, a weird night, because Iowa and the Eagles both called almost simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, and, and that opening... I mean, the first quarter, I was just like, well, this game yeah. is over. right. <laughs> I looked up, it's 10 nothing Tampa. I look up Trump, CNN and MSNBC. are like, yeah, it's over. We're calling it early, folks. Trump's already won. Jake Tapper in that clip that we played basically said, I've never called it this early before. How's that Kim Reynolds endorsement doing today? The e- well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if uh, I actually think the, the, the person who did the worst was actually Ron DeSantis. Really? Well, yeah, but, I mean, look, I know Nikki Haley placed third, but barely. Yeah. He barely placed third. Well, remember she the, overperformed and he underperformed. Remember yeah. the uh, the Politico path for Nikki that they tried to lay out last week. Keep Trump under 50% and come in second place. She didn't do either. Well, yes, but, true, but she did overperform. Yeah. And uh, a solid uh, showing for Vivek Ramaswamy all in all first time around in his... Uh, 
early political career. We will break it all down. We will have a lot of fun with that this morning. I'm just looking at the wow. morning news shows, the, you know, the NBC 10. Yeah. Like, it's always the, the anchor that's outside. Look, it's snowing. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe it? We've got snow. Here are the plows. Time Here, 700 days. Here we are in King of Prussia. Yeah. The snow is coming down. We're snow tra- in the suburbs. Snow yeah. in the city. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. But this is great work. I, I'm so glad for all the guys out, you know, who make a little extra cash in the winter. First time in 715 days. Yeah. You know, they get a little action. A little bit. Just like those fans up in Buffalo yesterday that went oh to the Bills gosh. playoff game. They got $20 an hour to shovel out their own seat. <laughs> and it was, they were told to bring their own shovel to the game. By the way, can I say, and, and boy, we're, we're shot out of a cannon. It's yeah. so fine. Let's just wrap Woo! it up. We just covered um, everything. Yeah. I, the playoff games this weekend, aside from the Lions and the Rams, it they all sucked. sucked. They were awful. They were all blowouts. They were awful. This whole weekend Terrible. Stuck. Other than my picks, everything else stunk. Do you would you say college playoffs better than NFL playoffs? Uh, this year, probably yes, but traditionally they're also blowouts yeah. as well. So everything's a blowout these days. Trump's blowing people out. NFL blowouts. We got bl- snowmobiles and <laughs> snowplows blowing that out. By the way, today's a perfect day. You know, if you normally listen to us on twelve ten WPH here or the Odyssey app. Switch over to YouTube, you know, because I'm sure everybody has a two-hour delay this morning. That's right. So, uh, you know, put us on the TV. Yeah, my girls got snow in Nashville about six inches, so they'll be out of school until February. (laughs) Six inches? Yeah. They got hit pretty good. And they don't don't prepare for it down there either. There's really really only maybe two inches out there, maybe. You know what I mean? And it's It's light. It's fluffy. Yeah, it is. In, I will say, north and west, more than two inches. Like in Chestnut Hill, we got... I mean, like the back patio. Would you get four? It's like three plus. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. I'm yeah. uh, I'm calling shenanigans on your inches, Don. <laughs> I think you're over exaggerating your inches a little bit. <laughs> I, three's nothing to brag about. I've come from the western suburbs. I have come from the western and it is suburbs. it is ba- it's two inches. Yeah. Low energy. Yeah, exactly. It's the Jeb Bush of winter snowstorms. <laughs> All right, six oh seven. We have a lot to get to this morning. Uh, big take on Trump and a lot of the narratives that are out there on the extreme end. We will break down Iowa. We've got new polling numbers on Joe. Joe was in Philly again with Sherelle Parker, and uh, also what happened with Iran taking credit for a bombing of the U.S. embassy yesterday. As we inch closer and closer to the escalation of. World War Three, um, and I'm not, I'm not joking. It really feels like that could be the case. Uh, so we'll get to all of that, uh, and then Harry Mays at nine thirty. We'll once again break down an Eagles loss because that's what we have Harry on for each and every Tuesday. Say, he's he's actually the bad luck. He really is of the Philadelphia Eagles because ever since he started coming on. After Eagles games, yeah. uh, they've lost. Yep, indeed. All right, let's get to the news. Round number one. There is a lot of it at 6.08, the great Dawn Stensland. Yeah, good morning on this snowy, slippery morning. We are sponsored this morning in Kalen Company News Live by Budget Blinds on this Tuesday, January 16th. 
only we're still in the 20s, 26 degrees as the snow continues to fall. So the full forecast in just a moment, and I'll tell you about all the weather watches and advisories. We have some new updates from the National Weather System. A lot of slipping and sliding, dozens of accidents across the region. One video from Philadelphia that has gone viral, that Route 27 SEPTA bus that ran into a fire hydrant, <laughs> slid down the hill in North Philadelphia. Backwards. Did you see this yeah, backwards? Yeah. <laughs> and it was about the same thing happen, happened on Stenton Ave last night. I saw it in real time last night. The SEPTA bus is just, I don't know what that is. They don't have the traction. Mm-hmm. And so it was a nightmare on Sept, on um, Stenton Ave last night, the border from Philadelphia into like Flower Town, yep. you know, and oh, what a mess. Yeah, it's weird. We were talking about this before the show when we were getting coffee done. It's, I, I swear, from, you know, I only have about a seven or eight minute drive from my place in Bluebell till I get on 476. And that was better condition wise on the roads then Market Street is right outside of our, yeah. our uh, headquarters here. How's that possible? It's crazy. <laughs> that's that's just it. The more, and I told Nick the story before the show, like the more you drive out, or at least last night, the better it is. I had mm-hmm. to drive out with, you know, Collegeville. Yep. Roads were fine. As I came back home to Philadelphia, not so much. And, and in theory, that should be a mess out in Collegeville out that way. Nope. Yeah. They've got it. To, I know it's less roads in a big city. I get it. But yep. it's um, Market Street. It, I know the plows are out there. We tweeted that out this morning, but it, it's just just be like Greg said. Greg started the show with wisdom and prudence. Go slow, be safe. Uh, so let's talk about thousands across our region volunteering or donating during yesterday's MLK Junior Day, Martin Luther King National Day of Service. The theme there was 60 years, commemorating 60 years since the Civil Rights Act 1964. So among those celebrating, or maybe you could say leading the celebration, Philadelphia Mayor Sherelle Parker, and she obviously met with President Joe Biden. That made national news during his visit to the city yesterday. And Biden was there. One of a really a handful of you know celebrations that Parker attended on a very busy weekend for the city's elected officials. I will say she's a la Ed Rendell. Remember how Ed Rendell talked about how busy he was every weekend? She seems to be following that, that she is out every, tries to go to every single event on weekends. Mm-hmm. Smart strategy. It is a smart strategy, as is Joe's. Joe's now been here, what, three times yeah. the last 10 days, Bluebell, Allentown, and Philadelphia. Yep. And so, you know, we're, it was a good look for him. A lot of people out there in the community, they were. I know uh, Biden's first stop, I believe, was Phil Abundance. Nonprofit, well known to us in Philadelphia, nonprofit food bank helps those in need throughout the region. And Biden also volunteered at the South Philadelphia based food bank, by the way, on MLK, uh, MLK Day uh, back in uh, 21 and 22. So year three for him here. But uh, Sherelle Parker was really across the region. And you see them putting the cans in the bags, and mm-hmm. bagging it up. Yep. And Biden, there were no gaffes that I saw. No. Well, Joe had so, an, Joe had an early day. He yeah. did his uh, his appearance. He had his ice cream cone, and then he took a nap. <laughs> I don't know. We have a video that I'll play later. Him like sh- shuffling in there, and he just has the, he has the old man shuffle. And it's just, I, I don't know. He just doesn't look very vigorous to me. <laughs> no, but. I, you know, I know you're going to talk a lot about Trump. So obviously, the headline this morning: former commander in chief, a commanding victory, commanding lead. As uh, he quickly just pretty much swept in the Iowa caucuses last night, delivered that huge wake-up call 
Many say to Republican skeptics, still dreaming of a post-MAGA world, writes Axios. So ultimately, he won He won big time and mentioned his mother-in-law, his late mother-in-law, who just died a week ago, um, that she was watching over in heaven, kind of a touching moment there. But now uh, moving the country one step closer to the longest general election campaign in modern history. Doesn't this feel like yeah. this campaign has been going on forever? It does. Although they are saying the caucus turnout is much lower than it was expected to be. Is that the weather? Yeah, because yeah, it, sure was, it was it was historic. I mean, frigid cold, which saying that's saying a lot for Iowa. Right, because they're used to that. I mean, yeah. think about it. In Iowa, this is a hiccup that we're we're getting basically an inch to, to two. Yeah. In Philadelphia, they, they had record cold mm-hmm. <clears throat> to have that many people come out. Yep. It shows you they're energized. Oh, right? absolutely. Uh, so it was a great night for Donald J. Trump and not such a great. And, and I know you're going to go into Ramaswamy suspending his campaign last night. Ramaswamy. Yes. Uh, suspending. Uh, Kathy Barnett's coming up at 10. I asked Nick before if you wanted me to try to get her earlier to call in. She's somebody local who worked on this campaign. It's a pretty cool insight that mm-hmm. we have this local, you know, celebrity um, lawmaker mom and all of that. And so so um, she's going to be coming up at 10 o'clock and just talk to her about being part of that grassroots campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A young guy who never did this before. Right. I think he has nothing to be ashamed of. No. I, you look, know what I, I mean? mean? You know, he's what, 38, 39 years yeah. old. He's got uh, 30 years, 40 years. If he wants to, you know, turn his career to politics full time, he's got three or four decades in him. He obviously he endorsed Trump, but I, Nick is going to go into, you know, DeSantis, Haley. And how about Senator Rand Paul coming out on Friday with that never Nikki message? Mm-hmm. I know he uh, Senator Paul was on the Dom show on Friday, and bam, yep, never Nikki. Chris, just, Chris by the way, Chris Christie got thirty five votes last night. In case you were tracking, <laughs> even though he wasn't, um, you know, <laughs> available. I just looked at that. I'm looking down the list of people that got votes. <laughs> so Chris Christie got thirty five more votes than we did. I th- I think actually Nick Kale got more votes I, than Chris yes. Christie. Yeah, <laughs> in Iowa. not all precincts have been reported yet. Uh, so that's all about the victory, but uh, the antithesis of that for our Philadelphia Eagles. What a bummer! Yeah, Eagles started. Eagles. I'll just remind. You, I mean, we started the season ten and one. Yeah, and Buccaneers number four seeded. They ended up winning thirty two nine over us. Move on. To the uh, divisional round, they made Baker uh, Mayfield last night look like Tom Brady in his prime. It was unbelievable! It was I, unbelievable. He was just like the the precision, yep. throws, catch. I mean, just and like Baker Mayfield was back at Oklahoma they, in college again. They couldn't tackle. No, like, I just I was like, what am I watching? It here? was awful. Ugh, Don, you said it. They were ten and one. You talk about limping into the playoffs yeah. and then going out with a whimper like that. They didn't even score a touchdown. They didn't even get the tush push. I got to say, I really, I really underestimate. I thought, okay, you know, when you start the playoffs, it's a fresh start, you know. You thought they were going to flip the switch. I did. Yeah. Boy, boy, did they not. I did not see that. Wait. I, I didn't see a blowout. I picked the Bucks to win by a field goal, but my God. You yeah. Okay, so you actually won the bet that yes. we placed Friday. Yeah. But when we were 16-9 going in, I still had kept hope alive. Oh, yeah, right. Well, sixteen nine. Like there was like, hey, if you come out in the second half and score on the opening drive, we have a ball game. And they just they didn't come out. They went home at halftime too. That was that. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
They're like, ah, yeah. give Nick Hale his 20 bucks and home. get out of yeah, here. The, the caucuses are over. Everybody just call it a night. <laughs> it's just, but A.J. Brown, you know, he wasn't there. I think we needed him. Darius Slay was, though, right? So I don't know. Everybody's saying, will Nick Sirianni be fired? I don't think he will be. I probably would not fire him. No. But if they did with the way they went out this year, I can't be mad. Like, I'm not going to be like, that's the wrong decision. If they fire him, it, it could quite possibly be in the NFC East. The only coach to keep their job is Brian Dable. I know. Up from the New York Giants. Dallas, Washington. <laughs> How about, yeah. that, that's the only thing that I can say this morning Giants, by the way. Is, that, is that Dallas lost. Yeah. And, and they lasted, lost horribly. And, and we we lasted one day longer in the playoffs yeah. than the Cowboys did, technically. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you so for that. take that, Dallas. Thank you. All I saw were these memes, <sighs> these Eagles memes with these Dallas, you know, Dallas sucks stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, guys, yep. I wouldn't, I wouldn't start doing this mm-hmm. yet yep. we haven't even played a playoff game yet let's not do this and, <laughs> oof. now the thing i will say this is this was not a good look for big dom desandro he was permitted to go mm-hmm. and be there on the sidelines so if i'm him i'm thinking i wish i had not because now are you bad luck right you returned the other piece of because i'm all about superstition so i was mm-hmm. looking up superstition three members of the family of the late, you know, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. served as honorary team captains for the Buccaneers. Oh. So I think they were, we, they had good luck and positive energy on their mm. sidelines. I don't know. It seems like we had yeah. injuries and negative energy on our sidelines. Yeah. The plot thickens. See, that's my little superstitious I'm gonna part of me. I'm going to examine this all off season long. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's in part about the positive energy. All right. Real quick, the forecast here. And again, as I said at the beginning, we are sponsored by Budget Blinds, which my husband's always like, oh, God, there's another, there's a sponsor on blinds. Dawn's going to need new blinds. We'll talk about them in a minute. This is what I do. Uh, so most of the accumulating snow, we're told, is allegedly over. Now it turns to a mix of patchy snow mixed with sleet mixed with freezing rain, making the morning commute slick. That according to the National Weather Service. So that's why we have this winter weather advisory in effect for the entire region. That's through 1 o'clock today, okay? And that's in the city and immediate surrounding suburbs. But then as you as you move out, they're saying that that extends to 4 p.m., that weather advisory, 4 p.m., and that's um, further out toward the so-called Lehigh Valley, so extending to that zone. So 750 days, 715 days with a snow drought today makes up makes up for it. Philadelphia has had so far one and a half inches of snow officially, according to National Weather Service. And so we're going to see this throughout the day. And unfortunately, the freezing rain, that that's the unfortunate piece of this, that you, you just want to be careful. A lot of, you want to look up online, and you've probably already gotten the one call from your kid's school, whether it's a two-hour delay or full delay, but there are a lot of closures going on. And also SEPTA running on a sketchy schedule because of all the slipping and sliding. Tomorrow, spotty, light precipitation continuing through our region. It's not over. And so that'll be uh, this morning continuing and wrapping up by about 3 p.m. And the afternoon, this afternoon, turns cloudy with a high of 33 degrees today. 
So let's look at tomorrow. Sunny, brisk, but bitter cold. It is January. Wind chills will only be in the single digits tomorrow in the morning and teens through most of the afternoon. The high tomorrow, just 28 degrees. Thursday will feel like a heat wave, 36 degrees with some sun coming out. And like I say, it's January, but we've got to get through today. So so it looks like by 3 p.m. we're out of the woods. Just a heads up on that. Our sponsor, BudgetBlinds.com, is your one-stop shop for blinds, shades, shutters, custom drapery, motorization, free in-home consultations. They're free. And the only no-questions-asked warranty in the entire business. Ask about their exclusive inspired collection. Online, BudgetBlinds.com. That's BudgetBlinds.com. Kale Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. We're going to move the big take out for a little bit today because we have to get to we have to get to the Iowa caucus results. A lot of observations and takeaways. We'll break down some of the statistics and the numbers and get people's thoughts and reaction to what we watched last night in the state of Iowa. And we will do that on the other side. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in. It is Kale and Company, Nick Dawn and Greg on a Tuesday morning. We're back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app and of course watch us live on YouTube. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in So Iowa caucus is officially in the books. You know, yesterday on the show, coming off of, I think, it was either Sunday evening or Monday morning, the final Iowa-Des Moines, uh, the Des Moines-Iowa register poll showed that Donald Trump was at 48%, Nikki Haley at 20%, and Ron DeSantis at 16%. And finally, we got to a point last night where we don't have to worry about polls anymore, and we can actually see see real-life results. And the results were a little bit different than what the latest polls were indicating in Iowa. As the results come in last night, quick, fast, and in a hurry, as Donald Trump cruises to victory last night as he garnered 56,260 votes or 51%. He scooped up 20 delegates and he swept all 99 counties last night. 99 for 99, 100% of the counties falling in favor of Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis garnered 23,420 votes. He came in second place which equated to about 21.2%. He gets eight delegates. Nikki Haley, close, very close in third, uh, just about 2,300 less votes and just about 2% less total percentage points at 19.1%, picks up seven delegates. And then Vivek Ramaswamy, about 7.7%. He comes in fourth. And, you know, there's a lot of reactions and takeaways and observations here. Trump cruises, Ron edges out Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is talking about uh, the positivity of last night. Uh, One of the things that I thought was fascinating last week, as we got towards the end of the week, was talking about Nikki Haley's, you know, path to upset victory, Politico and other outlets laying it out. She needed to keep Trump under 50%. He got 51%, and she needed to finish in second. She is slightly behind DeSantis, who came in second place. 
And, of course, the fourth-place finisher officially suspending his campaign last night. I'm not really surprised by anything last night. Um, I did say yesterday in the afternoon that I actually thought DeSantis would come in second place. Mm. Um, but I thought, all, all in all, politics are politics. Trump and Vivek were sniping at each other a little bit. Vivek did not take the bait in the last 48 hours. He kind of held his head high and yet tried to take the, uh, the right path, but then ultimately uh, saying that he endorses Donald Trump officially. And Trump also coming out saying last night that, Vivek ran a hell of a campaign and did a nice job. So uh, those are kind of some of the reactions and takeaways. Anything stand out to you, Don, from anything with the order to the projections to the congratulations at the end of the night from certain people? I was I thought that some of the some of the uh, Democratic Democrat pundits were particularly nasty about the results and tried to downplay Trump's win, which was historic. I know that because it was cold, I know that less people showed up, but it was still amazing in that kind of cold. Imagine here in Philadelphia, they Mm -hmm. would cancel the thing. Right. Um, But so that, to me, I thought, man, the gloves are off. I don't know why I should be surprised, but the, the rhetoric was particularly nasty. I also feel, I do feel uh that, I don't know. I think that for DeSantis, I think he announces he'll maybe keep in this through New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I feel like DeSantis and Nikki Haley, I think that they're seeing the defeat. And I think that New after New Hampshire, I would not be surprised if they both one or both back out. Oh, I think for sure one of them has to drop out after New Hampshire. Unless Nikki Haley says, I got to get to South Carolina. I got to get to my home state before I do that. I think she is going to be embarrassed in her home state. I think she drops out before. Well, yep. let's let's uh, let's actually hear from Nikki Haley last night, Phil. If you can queue up cut nine here, I'm gonna I'm kind of kind of sporadically put these in, and then I'll play them uh, later on in the cut sheet like we normally do. But mm-hmm. according to Nikki Haley last night, when she gave her uh, speech at a at like 10:37 p.m. last night, when we were all uh, fast asleep, <laughs> uh, she says that she can safely say tonight iowa made this republican primary a two-person race oh so uh, she's seeing this as a positive thing uh phil this is cut nine my friend go when you look at how we're doing in new hampshire in south carolina and beyond Tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. Tonight, tonight, I will be back in the great state of New Hampshire. And the question before Americans is now... Screw you, Iowa. (laughs) Do you want more of the same? Or do you want a new generation of conservative leadership? So there you go. 
All right, well, very nice of MSNBC to actually carry the third-place person's speech <laughs> while they, not airing any of Trump's. They carried her, they carried DeSantis, and they carried Vivek, but they did not carry Trump. Uh, so that would be the Rachel Maddow era. I think that's the time slot roughly where she's in, and I think she was on late last night, so she probably made well, that. And we played that clip for you in the past of her. She was like, we are making the editorial executive decision not to air Trump. She said it again last night. Oh, uh, Phil, God. if we can go to cut 10, my friend. Uh, sorry to throw all this at you at six thirty-three oh, in the morning. I had no uh, idea she said this. This is this is what she said of on MSNBC's decision not to air the Trump speech. Yeah. Um, she says it's a decision that we do not relish. Oh, yeah, okay. Cut ten, Phil. Go. Turns out, yeah, they didn't. Let me but say. Th- let me just interject. Sure. I'm sorry. I just have to do a little bit no, of this just for a second. Um, at talking. this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, we will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, we will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, the reason I'm saying this is, of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is oh, yeah, not it is. a decision oh. that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, and honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision, but there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. And that is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, and let you know about any news that he makes. Steph, I interrupt you. I was just... Let, let, let me just say this. I'm going to get this out there right now. Let, let, one thing on this blowhard with a bad haircut. How can you, as a credible <laughs> news outlet, right? And I use credible in air quotes here. But MSNBC is a major, major operation. How can you totally bury the lead and not air the speech of the guy who rolled to victory 99 out of 99 counties and hit a percentage of the vote that most polls said he would not hit. They had him at roughly around 47, 48%. He gets 51%. And you're airing number two, number three, and number four in the Iowa caucuses. That would be like not airing the MVP speech of the guy who just won the Super Bowl but interviewing all the players and team from the team that lost the Super Bowl. And I get this wasn't the Super Bowl last night. But I don't know, John, you're uh, Don, Don, you're the journalist of the show. Is it she's trying to say it's our it's our journalistic integrity because we can't fact check things live on the air. It's basically what she's saying. Is it a dereliction of their duty as journalists not to cover the actual lead here so to speak? It it is ridiculous. Because, I mean, she's never, I've, I've interviewed murderers, you know, accused murderers. Okay, should we not, who, who else, who else should we ban? Right. Should we, you know, it's, it's absurd. You're allowing a personal bias to interfere with your objectivity of being a, a quote, journalist, aren't you? Yes, because, and, and part of this is you tell the story, you let, and you, and you report on the story. So in other words, she could take it. She could, she could take Trump. My, my line to her is, you know, you're, she is, you might not like her, but she is, I think, probably the best talent on MSNBC. She's very talented. She probably has the highest rated show between Absolutely. MSNBC and CNN. 
not named any show on Fox, right? Big name. So what are you afraid of? Why don't you just play, go ahead, carry it live, yeah. play the audio, play it back, and then critique it. Yes, if you disagree with what he says or if he yeah. lies or whatever, then just then obliterate If you think it's him. a lie, yeah. say, I, that's to me, that's a lie, blah, 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 then go through it. So is she so afraid? To me, it just says, okay, you're so afraid that something he says is going to resonate, resonate with people such as, you know, the economy... Yeah. That's not the, this is all, this is all what they're saying the reason is for them. They just know that their viewers hate him so much that if they put him on the TV, people will tune out. Do you think that? No, I, I don't guess. think they will. I, okay. I was wondering if they hate him they so much. They don't have journalistic integrity over there. No. But I was wondering have... if they hate him so much viewer-wise. Like, obviously, the MSNBC viewer has Trump derangement syndrome. But in a weird way, in an obsessive way... I almost wonder if they would love to see him just so they could get agitated yeah, by watching. No, him. they 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 want to they want to hear their pundits kick the s out of him. Mm -hmm. well, that's, that's that's what they true. want right. to hear. They don't so, want to hear him talk unfiltered. So leave her mic open if you're Rachel Maddow. Leave your mic open, and after he says something and there's applause, say, "Oh, I can't even." You know, have her have her just have yeah, her say, "Oh, I can't even stand yeah. it," and commiserate. But to not air, to not air it is, no, it's not, that's not journalism at all. Just do live commentary, what Zioli does when he carries a presser in the exactly. afternoon live and just talk, you know, and fade it down a little bit, say something, interject, you can, and oh, by the way, oh my God, they've got 42 producers. They could easily be recording it in the back and, you know, uh, put together a two and a half minute um, mm -hmm. recap of it and then air that prepackaged, right? Right. She could stop it in real time, restart it, talk through it. To me, it's more than that because she could make it entertaining and she absolutely could. To me, I just think that they, when he's saying certain things about the, the border, the economy, and those issues that resonate, there are things that he's going to say on there that even the people, the haters are going to say, well, he's not wrong about that. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and I mean, that's what they're afraid of. CNN at least carried some of it and then bailed out of it. And I've been in, in radio long enough, whether it's this format or in sports talk, where we would carry press conferences. Like, you know, I remember when I was doing sports down the street, we would carry Andy Reid's press conference, and he would say the same thing every single week. And we would dip out of it early if it became rhetorical and it was the same coach speak. So if, you know, Trump's saying his same, his same bit, his same routine, you could do what CNN did and just well, dump out of it. Here's, uh, we don't have uh, the video because I just pulled this on the fly, but this is how it sounded uh, on CNN last night during Trump's speech. So they took a little bit of it, and then Jake Tapper cut in. We're going to seal up the border. Because right now we have an invasion. We have an invasion of millions and millions of people that are coming into our country. I can't imagine why they think that's a good thing. Donald Trump declaring victory with a historically strong showing in the Iowa caucuses. If these numbers hold, the biggest victory for a non-incumbent president in the modern era for this contest. A relatively subdued speech as these things go so far, although here he is right now under... Under my voice, you hear him repeating his anti-immigrant rhetoric. Uh, he did take time to praise his rivals, Haley and DeSantis and Ramaswamy by name. Rather un-Trump-like to do that. Uh, gracious, but perhaps a sign of some message discipline, at least for one night. 
It's not an anti-immigrant rhetoric. It's an anti-Joe Biden has obliterated whatever was of the border wall rhetoric as we are dealing with an invasion of epic proportions. Yeah, and, and shame on Jake Tapper, who knows better. I mean, this evening, Kathy Hochul is going to unveil her budget plan for New York, and part of that must include $1.9 billion simply to deal with New York City's migrant crisis. It's a crisis. Mm-hmm. And so... It's legit for people to look around and say, in a tough economy, especially in a boom, in an economy that's not booming, how do we deal with this? And and because it's a humanitarian crisis, yeah, you know, it also is, you know, what what Trump is talking about when he's looking at that is look at New York, look at New York State, who said we're a sanctuary. It's against the law in the city of New York to not give somebody housing. So that's why they all tell when they when they come across the border, when folks come across from hundred plus countries, they say New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thank you. And they're 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 thanking Governor Greg Abbott by name right. and saying we want to go to New York because they know the sanctuary law says you must give these folks housing, accommodation, food, etc. Yep. They know the law there. Yep, and well said on the border, too, because the Iowa caucus-goer uh, voting priorities yesterday showed that 41% think the biggest issue is immigration in the border, 33% say the economy, 7% saying foreign policy wars, and 4% saying health care. So you can, I think, argue, I, I still would go economy one, immigration too but in iowa and i think certainly in other places you're going to see as this invasion continues to happen maybe immigration and the border issue itself becomes the number one issue surpassing the economy um which we could certainly see as we get more and more of these states going here with primary season and super tuesday just about uh what are we about seven weeks out so if you have thoughts and reaction from last night you can certainly jump in 855-839-1210 on social media at 1210 wphd and of course in the kale and company comment community on youtube just go to youtube.com slash at 1210 wphd hit the like and subscribe buttons and have your voice heard today coming up next we'll wrap up the hour trump desantis haley all leading joe in a new poll and joe's approval rating plummets to a 15 year low as we continue kale and company tuesday morning talk radio 1210 wpht i saw i said earlier a lot of blowouts this uh, weekend for super wild card weekend the only close game was the lions and rams uh, but we're on to the divisional round and for the remaining teams, it's win or go home. You always have a spot in the playoffs with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book. Uh, FanDuel has so many ways to pick up a W. So if you want to follow my picks right now, go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg. New customers. Get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. It's the best time right now. The birds are out of it. It's the best time right now to join FanDuel because... You can watch games that you don't normally care about and, you know, have a little skin in the game. Makes the playoffs that much more interesting. Go to FanDuel.com slash Greg to sign up. FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1210 WPHT. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over, president of PA, first online, real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue does not withdraw, but bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, this segment brought to you by Best Work Industries for the Blind and their e-commerce store is helping businesses succeed in all work environments. BestWorkSupplyCenter.com offers traditional office products, cleaning supplies, furniture, technology, and more with free shipping and next-day delivery. Shop now and save at BestWorkSupplyCenter.com. 855-839-1210 to jump in. Nick, Don, and Greg here on Kale and Company. Just want to point out two things as we uh, wrap up some of the Iowa conversation uh, our buddy Road Warrior with an interesting question and also pointed out an interesting comment. Uh, Walter Kern does a podcast with Matt Taibbi, one of those journalists from the Elon Musk Twitter files that was actually um, doing real journalism to expose censorship and corruption during the pandemic. Uh, and Taibbi uh, said this last night. I think this is a very interesting point to what we were just discussing about MSNBC and CNN bailing or not carrying Trump's uh, victory speech. He says the following. It's one thing to have a strong ideological basis or bias. I'm sorry. But MSNBC actively deludes its audience about the import of political events. It's beyond spin to cast what happened tonight as somehow ominous for trump almost half of those people voted against him and it's harmful to its own cause they aren't creating a bubble for their viewers but a padlocked cell i think that's a fascinating point and a very valid one to boot so what basically what msnbc has told you the msnbc viewer is that it's not news if trump wins it's not worthy of hearing him speak in victory But when he's impeached, when he's indicted, when he's accused of X, Y, or Z, it's wall-to-wall coverage. So basically what MSNBC has said here is we will only cover and do our jobs when it's a negative slant on Trump. When it's a positive or it's an uncontrollable, like a live press conference, and I'm assuming, Dawn, they're on some sort of delay or whatever, and she's got producers in her ears. So it's not like it's the wild, wild west, like they're portraying it when Trump gets in front of a microphone and a camera. But it really is, um, I think, and I think that's kind of the point Taibbi's making here, it's a failure of journalism, and I'm not sure that it really does serve their audience in the best way. And he, he writes it so beautifully. But think about any entity that tries to keep any news and information from you. This is a major news event. And so any, any entity that tries to withhold that live information from you to censor it and to say basically you can't handle this truth, whether you think the person is telling the truth is not the issue. It's a news event. It's a live, it's a major event. For you to withhold it, what you're saying is, well, we're going to decide what you think and how you think. Mm -hmm. And that is dangerous. That's propaganda. That's what, by the way, that's what, you know, third world countries do. It's like removing them from, I'm sorry, Nick. It's like removing them from the ballot. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just trying to, they don't understand that the more you censor him and the more you try and get rid of him these ways, yeah, the more powerful it makes him. So, like, if their goal is to get him out and mm-hmm. not have him win by doing all of this, they're just making it and 
more yeah. people, you know, yeah. and, coalesce around them. And also, saying. also in a way, it kind of goes to what you say to us all the time and this audience about not just living in your own little ecosphere bubble of social media with like-minded groupthink. That's what they're basically saying here is yeah. we're not going to acknowledge Trump and we're just going to live in this insulated world of this one-way street coverage of him. So uh, we'll continue this conversation on the other side. And also, people are curious as to how much money these candidates were spending in Iowa. I have some of the figures on the financials when we come back. Hour two on the way. Kale and Company, stay right there. As we ring in the new year, our friends from Piazza Premium Automobiles want to wish you a happy 2024 and a happy snow day. Hopefully you got a snow day today. A lot of kids certainly did. Piazza is excited to welcome two new members to their family of dealerships, Infinity Ardmore and Maserati of the Main Line, both located on Lancaster Avenue. So you will receive the very same first-class customer experience that you've come to expect from our friends at Piazza Premium Automobiles. You can find your new or certified pre-owned Infinity, Maserati, or other Piazza luxury brands like Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and much more. PiazzaPremiumAutos.com, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Tell them Dolan sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.